0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you are subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. As you know, this podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today, I have an unbelievable guest for you all and I kid you not, this guest is going to blow your mind with the wisdom that he shares Tim Cooper is his name and he's an author, speaker and a specialist in life recovery coaching. In his book, The Art of Unlearning, Tim teaches that no matter what kind of hole you're in in life, no matter how bleak the future looks, you can get out of any situation and find a life worth living. Trust him, he's done it himself. He has been hailed as one of the most authentic, genuine and relatable coaches in the market today, transforming the lives of thousands of people and has been featured in the London Metro, The Guardian and Women's Health magazine. Tim's philosophy is... You can never live a life of total fulfillment until you shift your focus to contributing beyond yourself. In Tim's eyes, there is no greater gift than investing in yourself. In this episode, Tim shares his story of how he went from almost committing suicide to today being one of the best transformational coaches in London. He also touches a lot on self-reflection and self-realization and he believes that we all have limitless potential within us all but only when we learn to truly tap into a deeper level of thinking and being without being so fake. So, without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Tim, thank you so much for being with me here today on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I am so grateful. To have an hour of your time because I know your story is genuinely gonna add a lot of value to the listeners. And seriously, like, I don't ever wanna waste any time, I just wanna get straight into it. I know there's like, I've been connected with you through Instagram actually over a year now. And at the beginning, I loved your content. I saw you making these uh, videos in, in the streets of London. I was like, it's another Londoner like me. I love it. The content you were putting out was so raw and so real. And I was like, this is someone that I really want to be connected to. Plus, you're a speaker and a coach. And at that time, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I was like, I want to, I I was following everyone that was within that space to learn from them, to ask questions, to, you know, go through your content. And I was genuinely just so grateful um, to have you on the podcast right now, but also just be connected with you like the last year, because I've learned so much, believe it or not. I like, I always tell people I observe a lot on Instagram. I may not always comment and DM and stuff like that, but I always observe everyone. And because I've been connected with you for like over a year, I have been seeing all your content. Um, I've always liked it and I, and I always check it out. But I really want you to kind of just introduce yourself to the listeners because they probably don't know who you are. And I genuinely just want you to share your story because I know like the, basically the shit that you've come from, I know. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I genuinely want you to share that because I think when I, when I heard your story, it was super powerful and I know... That the listeners are going to get a lot of value from it so please man like it's, it's all yours i want i want to learn from you today <laughs>
1: Uh, f- well, uh, well, thanks for having me on. That's the first thing. I'm, I'm super chuffed um, to be able to share my message um, on anyone's platform, let alone somebody that's been following my work for, um, for 12 months. So, um, yeah, I'm truly humbled by your comments and uh, I really appreciate that. It goes a long way. I never take anything for granted. And, um, you know, my, my message has always been, you know, just inspire the one, Tim. Stick Stick with it. Just inspire one person. You never know where this is going to go, and it's led me to where I am th- today. And um, so, my story is—it's uh, quite a long-winded one. Um, and I'll try and—I'll try and break it down as fast as I can for you, but <laughs> without leaving the, 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 the key pieces out. Let's say. Sure. Um, but <clears throat> if I was to take it right back, I'm—I am a 38-year-old man. I'm from North London in Enfield. I've got a sister um, that is a lot older than me. Um, I come from a background where we was, I suppose you could say we are like lower middle class, let's say. Um, and my mum and dad gave me the best opportunities growing up, me and my sister. They gave us everything, but they had nothing. They come from absolutely zero, my mum. And I mean like zero, my mum and my dad. And, um, so when I was younger, I mean, really younger, going back to when I was in my teens, Or earlier, even before that, well, I'd probably say my teens, to to, to be fair, when it really changed, um, I used to walk home from school and I used to focus on all of the things that I didn't have, like the Ferraris and the Porsches going past and everyone dressed nice and all things of like beauty, you know, like beautiful women, beautiful Uh, food beautiful uh, scenery like I was just really really um taken back by that side of life and um these things that I never thought that I could have I just knew that one day I would have them I didn't know how I just knew that I was going to have them and I was going to make it my mission to get them and so fast forward probably about 10-12 years um I was sitting in Pizza Express with one of my friends, and we was chatting about women. He wanted me to be his, um let's just say, uh, his advisor, right? So um, <laughs> we was we was there talking. Anyway, we was talking, and this this blonde girl walked past, and I was like, "Whoa, who the f- who is that? Who is that?" Anyway, we, I, I said, "Listen, let's just go and like, I've got to follow this girl because, like, I was single at the time." And it felt right. So it sounds a bit weird to follow the girl, like a stalker. But anyway, we, <laughs> we 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 went into the bar next door, and one of my friends was um, talking to her. Uh, one of my friends from the gym I was like, what a result. This is my way in, right? So I said to him, I said, oh, Chris, who's, who's that girl over there? He went, oh, that's Claire. And I went, yeah? Well, I like Claire. <laughs> Tell me a bit more about this girl. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, uh, she's – um." She's a really nice girl. She's got her head screwed on. She comes from a great family. She's a hairdresser, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, at the time, I was actually selling hair products, right? I'd I'd worked for Tony and Guy. I'd been a hairdresser. Like, my CV is, like, honestly, it's like a little shopping list. It goes (laughs) on and on and on and on and on. But there's a couple of things that I did anyway right there. So what actually happened was... I said to her, "Oh, hi Claire." I like, introduced myself. I'm, I'm, I'm Tim. How are you doing? She said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I'm all right." I said, "Oh, I'm 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 booked into your salon next week to come and do a presentation on." She went, "Are oh, you really?" I was like, "Just bullshitting, just making it all up, right?"
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so what actually happened? She said to me that. Oh, no, you know I didn't know he was in there. So I was like, I said, yes, I am. Like, I'm in there next week. Anyway, cut a long story short, I turned up the next week, right? And when I turned up the next week, um, sort of bullshitted my way there, we ended up really, like, getting on, really getting on. Anyway, she asked me out for a date. So um, anyway, we, ended up, we ended up going out for a drink, which is, like, um, just, like, local to one of the little uh, villages or towns where I was at the time, Hartford and um anyway we got on really well we had a great night and um but there was this guy there like uh, it was her ex-boyfriend and um she'd known him for like years and years right and um so i didn't think anything of it at the time i didn't think anything of it and he was like on her you know he was just like um I don't know. Always calling her over, or all this stuff. Anyway, so I didn't know. I didn't really know her then, right? Anyway, to cut a long story short. Super long story. We really get on, got on so well. We had like a few other dates, and I ended up moving in with her, like in, in the space of like three weeks. Wow. And uh, it felt really right at the time. And um, we just let the relationship blossom. It we got we went from strength to strength, and we fell in love really badly, both of us. And um, when she first introduced me to her parents that's when i knew something wasn't right that i was being judged for who where and who i was and where i'd come from um it was very affluent you know silver spoon i was from a background where didn't really have much but um you know super in tune with my values and principles these people were let's just say would you know would stab you in the back in two seconds and um as time went on i found that out more and more her sister didn't get on with me because she couldn't suppress me because i was one of these guys that you know wasn't a yes man and um and her partner was and anyway it got really toxic in that environment i started working for her dad earning great money um for for her dad and the business and myself and her sister um was getting super jealous of that because her Boyfriend was working for him as well. We just couldn't sell what I could sell, and I was selling solar panels at the time, and we was thriving, and um, we was earning so much money, so much money, and um, it, it, it got to a point where you know I was sitting around a dinner table, and uh, I was being judged on you know knowing where a, a grape come from from the wine that we were drinking, you know, a geographical area, so you know. Things that I didn't know about because where I've been brought up from, they were testing me and then judging me on. And they was really, really making me feel small. And they was going out their way to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, my um, she become my wife. I proposed to her. We ended up getting married um, through all of that. And um, again, that felt right. But as soon as that happened, oh, that was it. It was like instantly, the moment I put a ring on her finger and we become married, it was as if this opened up this whole new world of like, let's bombard Tim and try and get him out of this family. And um, that becomes so rife in the end that, you know, we started to bicker and fight and, you know, it's like, because when when it's against your mum and your dad, it's tough. If it's against a friend or whatever, you can sort of get over it. But when it's from blood, it's tough and so we started to go downhill from there like badly bickering a lot and um, I was working again still with her dad at that time and I remember one well not the one time I remember this particular time um, which was a pinnacle moment in a relationship breaking down was it was New Year's Eve and from um I, I rung her up sorry and said like when you're going to be home we're going out etc etc we're meant to be meeting at this place yeah i'll be there blah. blah, blah, blah. i'll like, i'm leaving here at two um two o'clock and i've got to go this place blah, blah. anyway i needed her for something so i rung her salon where she was working right and uh, they said oh no claire left like two three hours ago i was like, right. So anyway, I um I thought, wait well, a minute, mean, that's weird. She told me she told me she's not leaving until you know four hours after. It's just a bit weird, you know. And then I just spoke to her. And, and then she'd gone. So I was like, something inside me said, I'm gonna go home. So I went home, something didn't feel right. I opened the door, and when I opened the door to my house, I walked upstairs. When I walked upstairs, I opened my bedroom door, and there she was in bed with another man. That guy, funny enough, oh the one that had been moping around her, her ex-boyfriend, all the, throughout the four years um, that we'd been together, five years actually that we'd been together, and my intuition, my gut served me right. I knew it. I could feel it. And in that moment, Sadiq, I turned into a man. Because the old Tim wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast right now. He'd probably be in prison somewhere, if I'm honest. Because I come from that background of don't fuck about with yep. me, basically. That's where I'm from. Back's against the wall. That's just how we was brought up. Yep. Um, not that like I'm a fighter, but I just stand up for what I believe in. And, you know, there's times like that when you disrespect the line to that extent, then it's just that's fucking fighting talk, you know, like let's go. And, but I didn't for some reason, weirdly, I didn't do anything. And um, that told me that it wasn't right. That The whole situation, the marriage, everything I needed to exit. Um, So obviously I told them to get out of the house in a way that I won't mention over this podcast, but you can imagine. (laughs) And and so they left the house. And um, from that moment, my life started to like go into tatters all of the things that I wanted that I had started to be removed from me. The Aston Martins, the Porsches, all of the flying business class, all of the watches, every single thing that I'd wanted when I was younger, walking home from school, I had and I got. And now I was in a situation where all of those things were going to be stripped and taken away from me. And at that present time, I thought that those things define me, um, because I placed so much value on them and value of myself based upon these material things. So, as the cars started to go off the drive one by one, you know, I I started to lose my shit. I I, um, I turned to drugs really, really bad, really, really bad. Sorry, um, I sniffed about forty to fifty grams worth of cocaine. In like six months, I got paid out for the house. Um, uh, Dad paid me out money for the house because I ended the, the relationship with nothing. And then I sniffed all that up the wall. I was sleeping with prostitutes every night, like every night. Like my house was like Vegas. My my, um, it was a joke, and um, I was killing myself. I was killing my relationships with other people. I was stealing. I was drinking. I was just off the absolute fucking rails. Like I was like a, I was a liability, bad. Was, and it, if you
0: was, was it just because like that feeling, that that anger, and like that, that pain inside you? Was it because of all of that stuff that just happened that you just thought like screw life, you know? Like Shit. like I thought. Yeah, I, but what's I, the I, point, What's the point in going
1: on? What's yeah. the point in going on? I thought I, that, like because everything that I had that yeah. I thought defined me was being taken, so I was left with nothing. Compl- that's what I like. In, in, what I didn't realise is internally I still had everything, but externally I didn't have anything anymore. But I was letting that define me because I placed so much value on it mm. when I was in that moment, right? Because I I thought growing up I couldn't have these things, and um, so there was one. There was there was two turning points um, That's led me to where I am right now. And one of those turning points was I remember being in my flat and because I had moved uh, into this apartment and it was all gated off communities and all that, this beautiful little place in Hartford, And um, I remember I was trying to get more coke. I was trying to ring around everyone. No one would answer their phone to me anymore. I was getting super frustrated. And um, I thought, fucking hell, this is so bad. Um, And there were so many nights like that that kept happening. But there was this one night where that happened and I woke up the next morning and there was like the reminiscence on the table from the night before. There was loads of Coke, there was knickers, bottles of Jack Daniels, rolled up notes, you know, credit cards, like the fucking, the, 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 the kitchen looked like a bomb at it. It was disgraceful. And so I said to myself, right, come on to him, sort yourself out, go and like get something to eat. So I drove to my car uh, and I drove up to McDonald's into the drive-thru. And um, I remember getting in that car and I was having these thoughts go through my head. Thoughts that I'd been thinking about for maybe probably the last three or four weeks. And um, as I pulled up to the McDonald's drive-thru and I got to McFlurries, I pulled the visor down. And as I pulled the visor down, this guy looked back at me. And it weren't me. I'd lost who I was. I did, I'd lost my identity. I couldn't believe the person that I'd become, the state of me. Stubble everywhere. The car was cocaine everywhere. All shit inside. It's like a 70 grand car. It's a C63. AMG is one of my favorite cars that I'd always wanted. And I was sitting in it. Yeah, I was sitting in it. And I was like, do you know what? That's it that's it Tim no more like put that plan into action go and do it now and that was the day that I decided to die that was the day March the 16th 2016 not that far right and it was the day that I decided that I wanted to die and I remember driving down the motorway put all the windows down screaming emotionally crying everything floored the car come off at the roundabout, I knew where I was going to do it. It's going to be right near my mum's house, funny enough, fucking madness um, talking about it now. But I come off the roundabout and I was like, right, I'm just going to floor it. The car goes to 0 to 60 in four seconds or whatever it is. By the time I hit the wall, that's it. I'll be done head on speed, you know. And um, so I come around the roundabout, I put my foot down. I was like, right, let's go. Put my foot down. And as I floored it, I just like the car picked up, And it was because it was March, the sun was still pretty low. And um, it just caught me. The sun through the, I didn't have the visor down, just caught me. And um, it put me off. Put me off. And in that moment, it was like time stood still. It was like I had an, like this out of body. I don't know, it sounds a bit Oprah, it sounds a bit spiritually, but it's the fucking truth. Something happened that I don't know, I can't remember in that moment. But what I can remember is that I had a visualization moment where I fast-forwarded to my funeral. And I was actually in the coffin being lowered down into the ground and all of my mum, my dad, my sister, my cousins, my friends, are all around me and they all said the same thing. Do you know, Tim was a lovely guy, you know, but he just couldn't come back from his marriage. Claire broke him in the end. When those words come back to me in that moment, I found something something out about myself that I never knew, and that was, I'm fucking super resilient. I'm so strong that it doesn't matter how much you kick me down, you've got to finish me off completely. Otherwise I'm coming back. Lovely. And when that happened, I decided that I just fucking, I can't come out like this. I can't come out of this world like this. I can't go out like this. So I pulled down to the side of the road and there was a bus stop and I pulled in and I just broke down crying, like sobbing, like a baby people knocking on the window. You're right, mate. You're right. Not answering, not answering it. And, um, I was like that for about two hours, something like that. Wow. And I finally plucked up, enough, plucked up enough courage to drive around to my mum's. And I remember getting out of my car, walking up to the driveway. She opened the door. And as she opened the door, I fell through it into her arms. I had nothing left in me. My legs had gone. Like somebody who just, like I was um, paralytic drunk.
0: Mm.
1: And But I remember... Although I was that emotionally drained, I remember saying to her, Mum, like, I have literally destroyed my life. But I promise you right now, I'm going to rebuild it bigger, bad, and then I've ever had it before. I'm going to come back from this. And I'd love to say that it was all plain sailing from that moment, but fuck me, did I relapse all the time? All the time. The weirdest thing, I never thought of myself as a drug addict. I just thought of myself as somebody that was in trouble with drugs Mm. Um, because I never used to wake up in the morning thinking about them, you know, or anything like that. But I, I, I was, it's clear, I was addicted to cocaine and everything else that it brought. And, um, but there was this pinnacle shift, this pinnacle moment when again, I was trying to ring around trying to get more cocaine. No one would answer their phone. And I remember I was on the phone And then I just turned to the left and the TV caught my eye and it was a UNICEF advert and it was this little black boy and he was pissing in this little stream, right, in uh, somewhere, Cambodia, somewhere like that. I don't know, somewhere third world. And as he was pissing in it, the cameraman changed the angle down the other side of the little stream and there was a little boy trying to scoop out all of the water from it. I was like, what? I was like, do you know what, Tim? You're sitting here thinking, where am I gonna get my next gram of gear from? And these kids have got nothing. Fucking no opportunity whatsoever. And I just had this moment of gratitude, appreciation come over me. Out of nowhere, I've never felt I never felt it anything like that before. So I rang up that charity and I gave them my last £300 that was in my account after all the money that I'd had. And um, it wasn't as if all of my problems went away when I did that because that'd be bollocks. It didn't. But what I did realise was that I was giving my problems more meaning than I should have. And that was the moment that I decided I was going to go back and help people in the position that I once was. And that's what I do now. So that's my story. That's why I'm here, and that's why I've become a coach, and that's what led me. I mean, there's loads of. I mean, that's over three, four years ago now, three and a half years ago. So there's loads of stuff that's taken place in between that, but that was the start.
0: So, like the so from that whole story, I think the most, the thing that I took away the most was like the defining moment for you was when you saw that advert, and that gratitude in your in your heart just kicked in, right? when you just felt like, because cause I've had these moments in my life and I'm only 26, but I've had these moments already in my life where I, I've also seen those adverse. or like I've genuinely um, like know somebody that that has, you know, that come from that country and has told me real life stories about the same kid that you are talking about from from Africa or um, like these third world countries where they have no water. They, they're going like 10, 15 miles walks to just find like a little cup of water and we're here at home with a tap with unlimited water. You know, like, and that's why today, like I'm so, like when I talk about gratitude, I always tell people I go to the most extreme of like, I'm I'm grateful for my eyes and my legs. Today morning I was walking to work, walking to work, walking to work, that stumbled, but, and right past me like walked past uh, like a blind woman, you know, with a stick. And then as soon as I saw her from afar, I was just like, straight away in my mind, I was like, man, I'm so grateful I have my eyes. Because as she was walking and then when she was going just past me, there was some glass on the floor. And I actually stopped and looked back to, to make sure that she's okay. And then she kind of felt the glass with her stick and then it was making noises. So she kind of slowly, slowly went over it and then she went past. I was just I just made sure she's all right. But those those little moments in my life is also when I I truly just like I have this moment of just, man, I like me and everybody else take life for granted. We really do. Like as as grateful as 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 we are, like we really sometimes like during the day we forget. You know that's why we have these emotions and we get like pissed off or angry or like over the smallest thing. We want we want we let that ruin our whole day. But I love your story, man. Like it's just it's genuinely just so inspiring because from what you've for from what you went through and to be honest, it was just like one occasion, right? It's just that one that one situation that you saw but it was with the person that you loved and you cared about and like was everything to you at the time in your life to see that like crumble and and to like i can only imagine like i genuinely can only imagine what you went through at that time and i can i don't even blame you for all the stuff that you've done because it, it wasn't actually your fault right you did nothing wrong like you genuinely the the, the thing is it's um it's
1: it, it was a tough lesson It's a lesson that I needed to learn to become the man I am today. And um, if you was to ask me, would I go through it again? To to, if I was to see the impact that I have had in the world um, via going through it, then I would take it every single day and relive it again, because I know that I'm. I know why I'm here. I know why I'm here. I know I had to go through that in order to be able to share my strength Mm. and to share my experiences in order to inspire other people. And, um, you know, there's, I still get days like everyone, no one's perfect. Right. So, you know, I still get days where I focus on the things that I haven't got rather than what I have. Mm. And, um, you know, it's not until you actually start giving beyond yourself every single day that you really, you know, live in that, live in that world of gratitude and live in that state Um, because it's so easy, as you say, to all of a sudden something happens and you're in reactive mode and then bang, you know, you're into your old programming of, you know, going after something material or you start to see a money sign or, you know, an opportunity comes up that you feel you've been chasing, you know, maybe for three months or four months. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because things are thrown at us. um, And, you know, there's a lot, There's a lot of distractions going on in life that come disguised as the things that we really see meaning in. And they're smart. That's why they're a distraction. And, um, you know, I try to really lock into what I value every day so I don't get distracted by these things. And that's what I'm trying to teach other people.
0: That's super interesting you said that. So what what are some of those, like, could you give everyone some of those tips of how can someone actually be less distracted? Because, for example, I have a lot of friends that, overthink a lot and they genuinely let small, like the really tiniest distractions, um, like take them off guard or or kind of steer them away from their goals. So what are like your best tips that you can give everyone on like how they can stay super focused? Um, And I know that you can't stay hundred percent focused because obviously like life happens, we have family problems and we have loads of things going on in our life. But for the people that are like really ambitious right now, they're going after their goals and their dreams how can they really stay focused and let's say have less distractions?
1: Well, what I would what I would say about being distracted is that you as you rightly said, you know, we're gonna be distracted throughout our days. That's just how it's gonna be. And wow. um, but I truly believe this is not about having bad days, this is about having bad moments. Mm-hmm. And it's about how fast you can actually get back focused, mm-hmm. because There will be things coming to trip you up every single day. You know, those things are different for all of us. There are loads of productivity productivity hacks that can uh, keep you more focused. But ultimately, ultimately, it's – I've just had this conversation with a client actually about, you know, she said to me, Tim, do you know what it is? I don't feel as if I can be any more productive, but I feel as if I could use my time more wisely. What can I do? Mm-hmm. So I said to her, look, there needs to be three things that need to take place that you need to ask yourself. The first one is, is this going to move the needle for me, right? Is this imperative? Is this do or die, right? And is this going to make a difference, right? The second question you've got to ask yourself is, is this disguised as going to make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Is this disguised as a category A when basically it's a category B, Right. And the third thing is C. Category C is just noise. It's information. It's just it's it's going on around us all the time, right? But ultimately, if you want to stay super super in tune with your goals, it takes focus, right? Yeah. And if you want to say stay super super focused, the way that you do that is make sure that you're living your truth and being authentic and living. For the purpose of why you're here because subconsciously and consciously well consciously we're going to be bang distracted off of little things even going here like so i've got dogs here for example right running around like they're barking one of them's got his toy in his mouth right now probably he's got the jingly thing going on right so i know that that's here right however what's the purpose of this podcast the purpose is to make people know that I am going to share everything that I've been through to inspire them if they're going through the same thing or they know a friend or somebody going through the, going through the same. What does that do for me? Well, that keeps me super focused, right? These things are still going on around me, but they're peripheral, right? Yeah. I haven't, as you can probably see, my eyes haven't taken one minute off of this camera since I've been here because the way that you stay super focused is to stay super present. Yeah, And that can be tough for people because the opposite of present is distracted, right? Exactly. That's what it is. That's the opposite. So if you want to get more focused, you want to get less distraction, make sure you completely stay present. When you're present, you lock into your meaning, your why, your truth, your authenticity, but also as well, don't beat yourself up. Everyone gets distracted.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> no, I totally agree. Yeah. Cause like, it's like I said as well, like, we can't avoid those distractions, right? They're going to happen. We, like, life happens. We go through so much crap in our, in our day from, from the people that are working to their businesses or just living life. Like, things are just going to happen. I love the way you just said it's okay. Most people don't value that. Like, they think that they're the only one going through this, this challenge or this obstacle, right? They, they, they get well, so stuck not, in their head, right? If it's
1: not okay, then you're saying to yourself, well, you're actually mm-hmm. handing yourself stress, pressure, yeah and overwhelm. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying because you're saying, well, these things that are naturally going to come in because here's the real thing. These things are out of our control. Exactly. Most of the things that distract us are things externally or things from, you know, that, that are being created by other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I say. They're there to test us. Yeah. Right? They're disguised as being meaningful. I said, um, I, I, I said to one guy, Um, a coaching client of mine, probably about a year ago right now. I said, I want you to, uh, I'm going to tell you this little story and I want you to tell me, right? Because I was talking about distraction and I was talking about the level of distraction and how smart distraction is when it's being disguised. Mm -hmm. So I said to him this, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the same thing and you can, we can do the same, right? So let's say, you're a 400-meter hurdler, right? I'm a 400-meter hurdler. You need a coach, right? And I come up to you and I say, listen, Sadie, I've got a great opportunity, right? Fantastic opportunity. There is an athletics meet on Thursday, right? And it's going to have all of the top coaches there in the world, right? It's in London and it's a 100-meter hurdle event, Right. Mm-hmm. When you go there, you're going to be able to connect with all these different coaches, right? And you're probably going to get a coach or a sponsor. Are you coming? Hundred percent. What are you going to say? Cool, right. Sir. So now here's the thing. Why would you go to a hundred meter hurdle event when you're a four hundred meter
0: hurdler? Because you're because you're going to be learning from the people that are much better than you. So, but think about what I just said if you are a
1: 400 meter hurdler and you need a specific coach for that, Mm. you want to go to a 400 meter hurdle event rather than a hundred meter hurdle event. Right. And this is what I'm saying about being disguised as coming in because it all seems as if it's seamlessly coming in. You're like, yeah, this all seems right. But this is what I'm saying about being super specific about being dialed in. And this is where people lose their distraction. Right. Because what, Things show up, like I just said, as you'd think it's, like it's in the same sector, right? You're both looking for a coach. But I know for me, it's like saying, for example, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to um, – I, I need investment for my business, right? And I need a £2 million investment. Right, we're gonna to go to this investment meeting, it's in London, where there are sharks there, there's investors, there's crowdfunding, blah, 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 blah. You need two million pounds, right? Yeah. And then we go there and, and before before I go there, sorry, I say, but this it's a great event, but all of the investors there only offer up to a hundred thousand pounds. Right? Now for me, I'm like, give me the investors that offer the two million pounds, not the hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Right, because the amount of time it takes for you to get your two million quid is twenty times as long as it would as if you was to go to somebody that uses the two the, that's got two million pound investment. So the point I'm trying to make is things come super disguised, right? And when that happens, you got to be super smart and on your A game, right? And you need to create a filter for all of this bullshit all of this rubbish. It's like scrolling through social media, right? Mm -hmm. It's like actually saying, okay, I'm going to follow this coach. This guy's got great content. You know, this one's doing this, but really, is it really, really super important to you to be watching and going through all these people and all the rest. Now, don't get me wrong. I watch loads of people like you, I observe, right? So I Mm -hmm. think that's the way to do it. Then you create your own, you create your own um, tracks, right? But, what happens is so many people get distracted by doing and watching things or go into things that actually aren't specific to what it is that they want. And that's the point I'm trying to make between the hundred meter hurdler and the four hundred meter hurdler. That. Yeah, that's that's
0: I love that. That's a good analogy. Um yeah, Everyone's not, like, yeah, I'll be going. I'll be yeah, going. Yeah, because, yeah, I'll be like,
1: by the way, I answered yes at first, of course. <laughs> You've got to listen to the specifics, right? Mm. And that's the whole point of it. And if you listen to the specifics, you ask, yeah. do those specific details match up? And are they banging in alignment with what it is that I want? If not, I need to remove that as close as it is, as close as it is, might be in the same sector, might be in the same field, but it's not completely in align with what it is that I'm going after. And that's the key. That's the difference between people to say super focused, super productive and less distracted.
0: Well, wow, I love that. It's not, you know, how I just, how that just went through my head just now. Every time I go to an event in London, right? Cause I, I try my best to go to as many events as I can, obviously for networking purposes, to build meaningful relationships with other ambitious people that are doing stuff that's similar to me or within the same kind of industry as me. Um, so the way I just kind of connected with that in my head was I never go to an event that's like a business or an entrepreneurship event because I'm not a business owner. Does that make sense? Because I don't have a business and because I'm not an entrepreneur, as some people probably think I am, I like, I, I always tell people that I still work full time in the bank. And alongside that, I'm sharing with you my personal growth journey on Instagram and social media, because now my new goal and my dream and my vision is to be a speaker. Mm. And then that's my ultimate thing. I want to just be a speaker, travel the world and go to those countries that those kids and those people are in that don't have the opportunity and and speak on those countries because that's where I really think those people really value and appreciate the most.
1: So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I was in your shoes, I wouldn't even be stepping outside of my house and going to any events that didn't say this on the flyer speaking events for people who want to become speakers and travel the world and contribute. That would be that would be me I would dial that in so hard is because now if you really think about that, and this is the thing, right? You want to you you need within any coaching business, right? You have to provide a solution for one specific problem. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what you need to dial that in. You know, and it could be I provide A speaking, yeah, or I speak, yeah, to provide, right, the solution to contribution in this world. I'm the voice, right? So when these things start to come in, because this is what happens, because I used to do that spread myself super thin, and I'm like, shit, I'm meeting all these great people, I'm connecting, my resources are good, and that's fantastic. But wait a minute, how do I really dial this in now? How do I dial in my resources how do i get my time more pressure how do i make my precious time story more specific on the things that i'm actually going after and that i want rather than trying to you know be the you know be a be a pleaser mm-hmm. and um so w- when i started doing that um i started to grow a lot faster because you've got to start you've got to dial it in man you've got to get
0: specific so true no i love that um, yeah, because that, that just, when you were just saying that, that kind of, that's what was going through my mind anyway, because it's like I wouldn't, like at the moment, I don't go to like weird events or like events that I don't, I don't need to go to, like something completely different to what it is just for networking purposes. For me, it was always about connecting with, just connecting with other people in my industry and within personal growth in general, learning from them. Like I, I only go to events that I know I'm going to actually get value and learn something. And then obviously, I, I make sure I talk to as many people as I can to, to build those meaningful relationships. And so far, I haven't had any like events I've been to. And after that, just thinking, Oh, this was a crap event. Like I always have like, luckily have gone to amazing events where I've always met someone, even if it was one person that completely kind of changed my life in some aspect, whether it was like they had me speak on their stage or they, they, um, they had me on their podcast or they had me on, you know, contribute towards, you know, be of service to, the, to their community. But like, for me, it's always come back to just being this servant leader like just, just giving back to other people for the sake of me, like my passion is seeing other people happy. And, and my, my purpose is to help other people who are shy to become super confident like me, because that's where I come from. That's what my background was, mm-hmm. where I couldn't speak to women. I, I genuinely was so shy. I had about eight friends. I never went out. I just stayed home, played Call of Duty and I went to work and I came back home. That was my life. Um, And as soon as I decided one day, when I read my first personal development book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a friend of mine showed me, I was like, this book is amazing. No one's ever taught me about financial education or anything like that. Shifted my mindset and I never, ever touched the PS4 since then. And I literally was on a hardcore mission of personal development. I followed everybody in the space, started watching videos, learning, reading, audiobooks, podcasts, everything. And like now I always tell people that I'm not a genius and I'm not smart. And I'm still the same guy that I was then. I've just learned to love myself, to be myself, and just speak the truth. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I, I don't, that's why I'm not shy to be myself wherever I go. I don't put on a mask or a face to anyone because I don't really care about anyone's opinion. I care about my opinion about me, like you said earlier, right? When you when you when we actually look deep down and 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 say to ourselves, why am I doing this? and Am I being real am i am I genuinely trying to please others like you said, or am I genuinely just being myself? and the people that like you come, the people that don't like you say bad things or be negative and they and they go um but for me it's like I, I actually actually ask you, did you have like a lot of negative after that that kind of situation in your life that happened, and then you start you started your coaching business and you started like you know up up, up your life again, did you still have like a lot of negative people around you as well or or did you just constantly stay focused? And...
1: I, I, um,
0: I cut everyone out
1: from that life. Yeah. Um, because, and, and this is in the book, um, the reason I cut everybody out was because, you know, at a time where I really needed people to show up and help me in a way that I never had before, off of the back of the friendships that I thought I had, um, nobody really showed up and presented their self, for, you know, as help. And, um, do you know, that's all right. That's fine. And, and like, you know, I, I, I believe at that time as well, me removing myself from those people wasn't just about those people. It was about, I, at that time was a liability. I had to remove myself. I was the guy that was sleeping with all the girls and doing all the drugs, you know, it wasn't just about them, you know. So, um, I decided to take, responsibility of my own life and i decided that if i was going to redesign myself i had to do things that i hadn't done before in a way that i never knew how to do them and um from that moment that just gave me the strength to step into the unknown a lot more than most people i don't need to know no answers before i jump into something i'm fucking in Mm. and that's just the way that i work there's like you know my my intuition um is probably my biggest skill set throughout out everything that i've got or that i've taught myself and developed and learned um that natural gut instinct for, for me I is um, it's me, yeah. my, oh it's my it's my secret way well, it's not a secret but it's definitely my it's definitely my weapon yeah, definitely. of um yeah. that, that that i know that i can tap into whenever i want and um it was, it, it was tough, actually, because there were so many people that I knew. And even now, and it's all right, do you know what? People were still talking about me behind my back and judging me. And, you know, but judgment comes from fear, right? That's where it comes from. And so, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, I, um, I don't think bad. I don't talk bad about these people. I just know that I'm fucking on one. Get out of my way. Yeah. And, you know, I've literally been like that for the last three years. And um, I'm like a I'm like a freight train, my friend, in life. It's like I either jump on or see you later, I'm coming through. And I mean that in the nicest way. Um, but, you know, I just know my truth. I know where I'm going. I know what I want. And most importantly, I know why I'm going there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there's so many people in life that don't know that. But you don't have to go through what I went through to get that.
0: It's true, yeah. I mean, there's so many resources out there now that people can just develop themselves and truly just learn. Um, oh, this internet is endless. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely endless. Yeah, exactly. But but just to kind of add on to that, though, well, like, did, did you because you were so addicted all of, to like the drugs and the girls and all of that stuff at the time? Did you never, even when you were so focused on in your life and your business, did you never get those thoughts or feelings? All of, the fucking like, time, or maybe one more time, you know. All the, all the, listen, this weekend, even. This yeah, weekend. That's, that's what I we really want to tap into because yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This, this weekend, a little voice says to me, Tim, celebrate. It's your wedding. You know how you used to celebrate. Do you remember that? I'm like, I don't fucking think so. You know, because that little voice, that little gremlin, that little person that sits on your shoulder, you've got to let them have their moment, you know? And the reason you've got to let them come in and have their moment. So when you fuck them off, it feels even better than ever. Oh, I love it. I love that. So true. You just gotta let them have it. You got. You know. You look. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody, right? We all talk to ourselves sometimes like shit. We do. Yeah. You know our internal dialogues. You know um, talk to ourselves. We uh, talk to ourselves in a way that doesn't. You know doesn't present love to ourselves. Um, doesn't show self care. And we talk to ourselves sometimes in a way that if somebody was to talk to us like that on the street, it would be fucking on. Let's be honest, right? The things that we say to ourselves. So that's going to happen because when we fuck up and we experience stuff, not everybody goes. When they went, when when people make mistakes, right? it's not rainbows and unicorns, right? This is the real fucking world. And if, you know, if people are coming on and they're saying, well, I just asked myself the question, you know, of, is this the person that I love? Like, fuck off, mate. (laughs) Don't lie. Why are you like, like, come on. It's the right, I get it. I get it. It's the right thing to say,
0: Mm.
1: right? It's the right message to share, but let's get real. Let's get really real right because that doesn't take place in most people's lives most people's lives right we talk to ourselves in a way that we want to beat ourselves up and we like we drive ourselves into a ground and then we come out and we find this strength and resilience like we go again and i truly believe that uh that person that little gremlin that little devil shows up all the time but it's so much more um What's the right word to use here? It's so much more um, gr- gratifying. It's what I would probably say that when you actually say, "Oh, hello, you've arrived." Now, fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah, gr- gratifying.
1: <laughs> the best feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you later, mate. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that makes you say, "My boy, Tim, you come so far, man." And there's nothing that you can stop you if you can have a, if you can have a chat with that old guy. Yeah, and tell him where to go each time, but let him have his moment to think that he's got you. Mm. That's it. I wouldn't be human if I'd be coming on this podcast saying I don't have moments to come over me. Even when I coach, right? when Even when, when I'm coaching people in sessions and they're saying stuff, I'm like, shit, that reminds me of X. You know, that reminds me of YZ. You know, I have these moments. Of course I do. The difference is, though, that's all they are, mm. is their thoughts. That's all they are. They're not actions. And that's the main thing.
0: I love it. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tim. You're welcome, great. mate. You won't get any more rawer than that, right? And, okay. and that's why I love you, man. That's why I honestly love your content. It's just like you don't hold back. You're pretty much like me. Like when I'm in, on my videos, it may not always seem like it because, like, I always tell people my videos are there to inspire and motivate or like, or somehow give you some kind of a positive intake into their life so they can go and take action and do something with their life because it's not just all, and I always tell them, like, it's not all about, I'm not always positive and this guy that everybody thinks I am. You need to come and, like, interact with me, you know, talk to me, get to know me better or come meet me or whatever, you know. Not everybody's super positive because so many people say to me, how do you stay so positive all the time? I'm like, mate, have you... It's like, <laughs> they must know you as well. Like, how do you always say, your, your, your videos are so positive and, like, how do yeah. you... How are you able to how do you stay so focused? I'm like, man, if you see what I go through in the back back end behind the scenes, of course. Yeah. That's why I would love someone to just video our life and and share it with. Real life. Because it's it's real real. life. Yeah, real life. And
1: and that's 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 the difference, right? Because everybody now is selling some fake dream, right? That's all hunky-dory. And um, don't get me wrong, I know I can create dreams and make them happen. I've done it with hundreds of people since I started coaching. I've got a successful coaching business now that turns over great money and um, allows me to have a great life and my family, but also allows me to contribute and give back to all the charities that I've always ever wanted to do. But let me tell you, you know, if people are selling things that aren't real and they're actually playing on people's fears, there's – If there's one golden nugget that I can give you about me and about my content and about what I think about when I'm communicating or when I'm trying to get into people's heads to make them take action, whatever it is, this is what I say to myself when I'm creating content. Tim, talk to people's secrets, and that's what I do. I talk to the things that people don't want you to know about and I rip them out and I put them right on the fucking table. Yeah. And that is when people say, shit, how does this guy know this? Well, I'll tell you how I know because I haven't got this out of a textbook. Yep. That's how I know because I've lived it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've learned a lot from textbook. Don't get me wrong. A lot of you know different coaching methods and strategies, but Let me tell you, most of the stuff that I use comes from my experiences. And I know there are people right now that are going to go into work tomorrow. They're going to put their hands over their face like this, and they're going to put their head into their hands, and they're going to sit there in the toilet, and they're going to say, how do I make this fucking stop? Mm. I wish this would just go away. And those are the sort of conversations that I have with people because they're not surface layer. You know, and there's no way that you're going to be able to untangle someone if you're just going to, you know, go all fluffy and around the edges and talk about self-love and care and gratitude, right? I get it. Gratitude comes after uncovering actually what the fuck is going on,
0: exactly. you know?
1: And then you start to put that process in place. You say to yourself, you know, like what happened with me, and I'm not saying everybody has to have that moment that I had. I'm not saying you need to, like, go to the bottom of the fucking shit storm and then redesign yourself. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that, you know, in order for you to feel super grat- uh, grateful or appreciative of something, you need to first understand that, The opposite to that is not serving you, but you need to have a moment to identify what that is first. And somebody needs to be able to open you up Mm -hmm. in a way that you identify that you've got the problem in the first place. Cause there's no way that you're going to be able to, you know, create a state of gratitude if you don't know what the problem is in the first place. So that's what I do. My coaching is very direct. It's very raw. When you're in session, there's a lot of tears. Um, there's a lot of breakthroughs fast with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I strip back those layers of that onion fucking fast and I get to the core because do you know what? I ain't got time to fuck about. Mm. I really haven't. And neither of my clients, you know, they've got lives to live, good ones. And I want to make sure they can do it as fast as they can. So that's why um, my strategy is like super intense. I
0: love that. No, but that, that's honestly, like I said to you before, the, before we started, Like one of the reasons why I loved your content is because the videos I've seen of yours, they did exactly that for me. They were just like I was just like how is this guy like he's just so real, so raw, like so direct to the point, like with your swear words and everything. I was like, he's he's only swearing because he genuinely wants to get into that guy's heart that that girl's heart, and and like you said, un- unravel that those feelings that they're going through. But I love that's one thing I loved about just basically connecting with your content in, in the first place is because you don't you don't you don't talk rubbish. Like you said, you talk from experience, you talk real life, you get straight to the point and you're just raw and real with everyone. And, and that authenticity really shows who, who you are as a person.
1: The thing, the, the thing is, Sadiq, sorry just to cut you in there, is like the, the whole point of the way that I articulate myself comes from a place of so much pain mm. that I can't stand or bear to see anybody in the position that I was mm. And when I talk with the passion that I do, swearing comes out. It's not put there for any other reason
0: yeah.
1: other than this is who Tim Cooper is.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, if, you've, if you've not heard me or if you do hear me talk on stage, you, you, it's like you can hear a pin drop. It like, that, that doesn't matter where I speak, every single person has come away Oh, when I come off stage and said exactly the same thing, how the fuck, how, you just held that room. People stare at them; those look like no blinking, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I go, I identify what's in the room, I make it a safe zone, a safe place, and then I say to them, if you've come in here for a fucking easy ride, you're in the wrong room because we're going to go there right now. I call people up on stage, everything, like, because that's where the breakthroughs take place because enough of the fluff, man, enough of it. You know, that's like fucking, let's get to the the core, the root of the problem, tear it out, rip it out, and redesign yourself. And if it takes somebody like me to come up and do that and I can impact one, two, three lives a day, whatever it is, then um, I go asleep a happy man.
0: I love that. I just, I, I, honestly like this is coming from a place like deep from within me as well and I just want to say like I'm I'm genuinely so grateful to have someone like you in my life and not just that but the, the work that you're doing the fact that you're just so real and raw with people and you said something really important that just stuck with me you don't mess around because you know you value your time a lot and I value your time a lot because I know we're running out of time as well but
1: sure I, my-
0: I, I kind of just want to say that 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 really just touched me there because the t- time in itself is so valuable, but most people take it for granted again. But when you really understand what time is, time is just like a man-made you know, thing. It really doesn't exist, right? we live living in like a t- timeless world is what I believe. It's like someone created time, right? So for us to like have moment breakdowns in our life, challenges, success, like everything that's happening right now in the world, it's just happening right now in the moment, but it doesn't mean that's the be all and end all, right? Like life's going to carry on whether we like it or not. So that, that's what I just took for, away from what you said is just rather just get to the point, rather just save time rather, rather than trying to be the mo- mo- Cause pe- when people say I'm a motivational sleeper, I, a speaker, I'm just like, no, I'm not, I am not, I know I never want to be known as a motivator or a motivational speaker. That's not why I'm a speaker. I genuinely speak, my truth and my passion, my purpose, because I know where also I've come from. Like I know how shy I used to be. I know I couldn't speak to women. I know I couldn't speak to anyone to be so confident in myself now and be like, I don't give a shit about other people's opinions. That's why I do what I do. Cause I also just get to the point, but in my own, I guess, nice-ish kind of way still, but well, that's kind of ways. my character
1: as well. We've all got our own ways to, to, to delivering and articulating ourselves. And, um, I, I, and, and that's that's the great thing you know it's about using your uniqueness and your genius to be able to impact somebody else's negativity or their faults, and create a shift and from that shift then go on to live a better life that's what contribution is all about
0: right 100% yeah And no, I love that I love that but Tim like I, I really value your time as I said um at the end of the podcast, as I told you earlier, like I have something called a final four where Mm -hmm. I ask the guests four questions and you basically just shoot the first answer that comes to your head. But before we go into that, I genuinely just want to say for the listeners as well, like if, if you are someone that's going through like a lot of challenges or breaks or breakdowns or stressful times, depression, anxiety, just like hard times, dark times, I genuinely want you to go and connect with Tim because his, his, honestly his content will really help you. And if you reach out to him, this man's always available. I still remember the time I messaged you when I was in South Kensington because I was like, I really wanted to meet you one day. I was like, I really want to learn from this man. I messaged we
1: you. Will. We will, um, I'm sure.
0: I was, on, I was in the area and I was like, you know, like it just came to my head. Like I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to DM him. Like, let's just see if he's like around, like, you know, you actually replied like almost within the five minutes, you replied to me saying, um, you were around, but you just left to go somewhere. And I was like, oh, damn it. Like almost got him. But it was just like, again, it was like my intuition. I was in the area and knew that your, your content always is filmed in South Kensington. I was like, ah, I'm just, let me just message him. It might be an opportunity for me to meet him for five minutes, even have a chat, introduce myself. Um, because I love meeting people in real life. I take all my online connections and I take them offline because I still believe in that human connection, the human interaction so much. So Me I just too. genuinely just want to say to everyone, like, I, I really hope they all do go connect with you. But I'll, after these four questions, I'll get you to kind of share um, where they can go reach out to you and stuff like that. But the first yeah. question I got for you, Tim, is in one sense, because I know you come from the kind of coaching background and stuff like that, but because your book is called The Art of Unlearning, I wanted to ask you, like, how do you personally define unlearning? Like, just unlearning, Like, what do you mean by that?
1: Okay, so I can do it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's an easier one for me. So I truly believe that to live a successful life, it's not your ability to add more things. It's your ability to remove what's no longer serving you.
0: I love that's that. That's it. That's it. Simple. Yeah. Sweet. That That is powerful but sweet and short <laughs> I love that
1: Said one sentence so I tried to do my best <laughs> that
0: was that was amazing no, that's that's fine perfect I love it I love it it was powerful I, the listeners I was just like like just going deep <laughs> um, but the second thing I want to ask you is something that I ask a lot of the guests because I know it's super powerful for the listeners to go back and genuinely introspect on but what one movie or video or documentary have you seen in your life that has genuinely had like a some kind of a, a mind shift in your in your life It could be anything. It could be a movie. Blood
1: Diamond. Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. And what I loved about that was Harry, right at the end, where again, his contribution, right? He did everything. So they started off in a place where um, they didn't really like each other. He was trying to, you know, he was a bit slippery. He was trying to get the diamond and then all the way through the end, you know, it was like this thing about the diamond all the way to the end. And then when it really come to it, they'd connected so well, they'd become not friends, but they had this connection. And um, he sacrificed and gave his own life for it in the end. And I just thought, that's special it's a great film. And uh, yeah, I, I would probably say because it's, again, to do a contribution, just in a different way, mm-hmm. it's a film that I really love. Yeah, Blood Diamond.
0: It also personally connects to kind of your, what you believe. Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. yeah. <laughs> That's why <laughs> you love it. Okay, <laughs> powerful. No, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. I think I've seen it a long time ago, but I need to go and rewatch that, really. I great know. film. Great yeah. film. Definitely. Okay, Blood Diamond, I need to check that out. Okay, guess the, the third question I've got for you is what's the one book now that you would. Apart from your book, because obviously they have, to, they have to go and pick up your book anyway, but apart from your book, what other one book, because I, I, I know there's many of them, everybody will have said, oh, can I say more than one, but which one really stood out that really changed your life Like you read it and thought, damn, this was like a game changer for me?
1: Well, I would probably say um, Seven Strategies to Success and Happiness by Jim Rowan. Um, Jim Rowan was the guy that got me to the man that I am today. Mm. And I've read many of his books, but that is probably... I probably, I
0: probably watched every single YouTube uh, YouTube video of me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. G- yeah, and I did. And I did. And then, I, you know, when I was going through I that time, cars, I, I, yeah. I had him in the car. I was like <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, I had all these quotes up around the house and now they're like literally indented in my brain. And there's one that I say to myself often... And that is um, the the major key to your better future is you. And that stuck with me for a long, long time, that quote. And um, Jim Rowan's the man. uh, Without Jim Rowan, I can honestly say without his content, I don't think I would have made it. Mm. So I owe him everything.
0: And and, and since you're talking about Jim Rowan, I also want to give credit to him because, again, I love him so much. He had a massive, massive impact at the beginning of my journey in personal growth. One quote, because he has so many things that he touches people personally. My one quote from him that personally touched me was, for things to change, you have to change. For things to get better, you have to get better. And I keep telling people this because when I look back to my journey, it was all about when I changed, when I became confident, when I stopped caring about other people's opinion and judgment of me, I start being so much more happy. Because I didn't give a crap about their opinion. and I was like, screw them. I'm living my life. I'm going to go do what I love. And I'm not going to let anyone stop me for so that love quote. It. It's a great quote, mate. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, guy, he's fantastic. He's a legend. He's a legend, 100%. A legend, yeah. The last question, Tim, before you shoot off is, this one really gets deep as well. And this one, got, everybody loves this question. So if you can spend a few hours to learn from someone's wisdom, whether they're dead or alive, who would that one person be? Oh, that is a tough, tough question. It could be anyone in the world that you look up to. It could be someone, family. It could be anything, anyone. And just to give you a, like a heads up, everybody always chooses someone that's dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> funny enough, I'm
1: going to. And <laughs> the weirdest answer that you've ever had on this podcast. Go on. I'd say it's Adolf Hitler. Oh, my God. <laughs> why? Do you know why? Go on. Because he was a genius but I'd also like to know what it is that made him so sick in the head like that, because I truly believe that from that moment of that man um, coming into this world was like the start of all different types of genocide, all different types of like serious war. There was wars before him, but you know it was like it was the like like in in my eyes, from what I know, and you know growing up at school and listening to some stuff in history, which I don't want in our lessons a lot, but that's really impacted me, that guy, in a way where it really made me feel sorry for people, made me feel sorry for the, you know, certain things that people can do to other people. And um, so I'd like to get inside his head. And um, if I was to get inside his head, I would take out all of everything that he knew.
0: You will coach him would, to death. Eh? And I would use
1: it, I would use it in a way to counteract all of the people that are doing all the bad things now, mm. you know, because you'd know the psychology and the mindset behind the people that are trying to kill this oh, world. Yeah. So that's why I would, that's why I'd like that. So,
0: yeah, that was such an interesting answer. But like,
1: honestly, like
0: you, yeah, but you can see where I'm
1: going, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't commend him. That's that's for fucking sure. But yeah,
0: I was gonna say that. Get off the yeah. podcast, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, this guy was an evil, evil man.
0: Yeah, you know, I get that. To um, get yeah. into his head and see the psychology, why,
1: why did he? The psychology do- of what? You know, what drove him to be like that? Because I think that if you could understand him, you'd be able to understand so many people that as you know
0: that has tried to, to take this way with him now, yeah. to absolute um, pandemonium chaos. So, yeah, yeah, that's what it would be. Wow. Well, man, thank you so much. Honestly, like it really, really means a lot that you shared like all your nuggets of wisdom on here and just your journey as well and so far and what you've been through. So grateful to have you in my life and to have you on the podcast to share everything. What is the best way everyone can go reach out to you? And I genuinely want you, if you're listening, please go connect with Tim and, and his content everywhere because he's practically everywhere but what's the best ways they can uh, personally reach out to you if they're looking for uh, coaching also your book and uh, you you can share um, the best ways they can reach well,
1: there out. Is, well there's a few ways my my book the art of unlearning is on amazon uh, you can go on there and just type in the art of unlearning and it should bring it up you'll see my big beautiful face <laughs> on the cover i made sure that i stand out on the cover so you can go and get it there or if not you can get it on my website which is www.timcooperacademy.com you can get access to loads of free downloads from then from there sorry um you can get access to all of my programs and my coaching and my speaking events and podcasts and everything that goes on there um if you want to contact me or you're interested in coaching, um, there is an email that you can uh, get my PA on, which is lisa at timcooperacademy.com. And um, there's a few questions that you need to answer. And then once, uh, once you go through that process, we'll, we'll then start to talk to me and sort of take really it from here. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he goes straight there. He's not messing around with you. He's going deep to change your life, man. Yeah, yeah. And once we're there, that's it. You're in. You're locked. Love it. You're
1: locked. And then um, yeah, my Instagram, which is the Tim Cooper Academy. Uh, and the same with Facebook. And um, watch out, I've got something super special about to drop very, very nice. soon on YouTube and maybe on T V. So Ooh, my Instagram TV. Nice,
0: nice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, coming All soon. What's the best yeah. of that? All the rest of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping that one low. I <laughs> know. Yeah, I actually saw your story today, saying you're going to keep it on the on the low, but something big's coming. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, something I'm, super big is
1: on is on the way. Um, something that when it when um, finally it comes to fruition, you'd be like, shit. No wonder this guy was born to do this. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's super exciting time for me right now. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's, um, it's been a great chat, and uh, it's been an honour. Uh, for you to invite me onto your show and hopefully your uh, audience can take some golden nuggets away from this podcast from from not just me just you as well yourself so that's what it's all about
0: definitely now honestly thank you so much for being on the show man i really appreciate everything you shared and if you're listening still i really hope you go and connect with him genuinely i mean that because if 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 you take nothing from this just go and follow him because his content will change your life like his content's real, raw, his quotes, his messages, everything about his life. He shares his his stories on Instagram. Like just follow his life and your life will change. That's how I kind of live my life. I follow people that I want to learn from and that are living a better life than me. Take what I need from them and use it to better my own life. So, if that's that, so hopefully you guys get a lot of value from that. But Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to let you go shoot off and have a great evening. Um, but yeah, I just want to say how grateful I am to have you as a connection, as a friend and as a brother. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much, man.
1: Keep doing Same it. Same, Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Cheers.
0: No, no worries. Take care, bro. Cheers, mate if you're still there i just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time it really means a lot to me please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this it would honestly mean the world to me thank you so much once again i hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and i'll see you guys next week